This podcast is sponsored by Active Skin Repair, a skin health company helping people heal with natural, non-toxic, medical-grade ingredients. So, Bree, I remember this one time I was in a bike race around Tucson, and uh, I wasn't paying attention. We were riding down 4th Avenue, and there's railroad tracks, like street track tracks, and my bike's tire like went and wedged in to the railroad tracks, no. and I totally fell down and just like skinned my hands, everything. Ugh. I had nothing with me, nothing at all. And it's that times where you want a first aid product and you have nothing. And <laughs> active skin repair utilizes a molecule called hypochlorous acid. When applied to the skin, the molecule works by mimicking the natural immune response to cleanse, soothe irritation, reduce inflammation, and support healing. I've used it on my son's mosquito bites, and I wish I would have had it the time I totally scraped up my hands. Oh, I hear you. Like whenever I go paddleboarding, kayaking, I'm always trying to find something that is like an all-in-one that I can take with me. And active skin repair could be used like that. It can be used to treat cuts, scrapes, burns, sunburns, rashes, and other types of skin damage. It's also safe and non-toxic, which makes it suitable for all skin types, all parts of the body, like eczema and acne-prone skin, all of that. With over 500,000 happy customers, thousands of five-star reviews, and ingredients so safe and clean they can be used from the youngest member of the family to the oldest, you now have one simple solution for all of your family's skin health needs. Visit www.activeskinrepair.com to learn more about Active Skin Repair and to get 20% off your order. Use code NOGUILT. Welcome to the No Guilt Mom podcast. I am your host, Joanne Crone, joined here by my co-host, Brie Tucker. Why, hello, hello, everybody. How are you? <laughs> I thought you were going to be like, with my fellow doggy mama, Doggy mom, yes. We're doggy mamas in addition to uh, teen- wow, teenage moms. Really. I now have Not two teen- high schoolers. I do have two high schoolers. Oh I have one God. high schooler now, one high schooler, but I still have a fourth grader. So I think that <laughs> is that actually, world. yeah, <laughs> that's a completely different world. So it, yeah. It feels sometimes a little bit easier and sometimes a little bit harder, but it's like, it's totally different stages because here she is becoming more independent. Here's my son also becoming more independent at the same time, even more so sometimes than my daughter, like at (laughs) almost nine, he's like, bye mom, going to the park. I'm like, okay, bye. I do think that having two kids, my second kid, it was always the one that was, it has always been more of a risk taker. Mm -hmm. Bye. See ya. Peace out. Like, yeah. And with my kids being so close, because again, like we have very different age differences on our kids. Mine are barely just over a year apart. So I would always kind of hold the first one back slightly. And I mean, when I say slightly, we're talking like at most like six months from doing something. And then the younger one got pushed to do it sooner, which is probably why part of the reason why that one's a little bit more independent. But yeah, like it's just you got to do what you got to do to kind of get going through, especially when you have multiple kids with different age groups. Yeah, exactly. And sometimes with those multiple kids of different age groups, you get different situations um, like lying. Yes, we are so excited about this episode. We're going to be talking about lying. Yeah, this is something that's brought up a lot in our coaching sessions for Calm and Happy Parenting. What do you do when your kid lies to you? And no matter how old your kid is, I can guarantee you're out there listening to this episode going like, yep, my kid has lied. Yes. Uh, both of us could raise our hands. Yes. Hello. High up. Like- think, think back to you too, right? When you were a kid, like what were things that you tried to, to pull over for your parents? And so we're going to really dive deep into this one and talk about how to handle this in a situation that'll be positive 
without punishing. You do not have to punish for lying at all. This episode of the No Guilt Mom podcast is brought to you by our masterclass, The Five Mistakes That Are Keeping Your Family From Helping Out. This is a quick, fun session where I teach you the things that usually pop up, the things we're told by society to do as moms that don't necessarily work out when it comes to making our kids more independent or helping out in the house or even getting our spouses to help out in the house too. I mean, let's just say it. (laughs) You can sign up at noguiltmom.com forward slash registration dash the number five dash mistakes. And I will see you in class. And now on with the show. You want mom life to be easier. That's our goal too. Our mission is to raise more self-sufficient and independent kids, and we're going to have fun doing it. We're going to help you delegate and step back. Each episode, we'll tackle strategies for positive discipline, making our kids more responsible, and making our lives better in the process. Welcome to the No Guilt Mom Podcast. Okay, let's talk about lying. Okay, so I'm going to kind of roll this back a little bit because, again, we're not only talking about lying, but we're talking about how to be effective in getting the behavior to stop. Yes. And And even like I would even push back against that. And I would say lying is never going to stop, like never going to stop. It's always going to be there. You're right. Like because, again, like if we dive into and we will uh, talking about like why kids lie and that kind of stuff and think about again, we're going to reflect this back on yourself. Mm -hmm. Tell me. Do you still lie sometimes? Oh my gosh, we I remember do. I remember lying as a kid to my parents. Like, oh yeah. But I mean, like, even as an adult, there's times where I lie. Well, white lie here or there. Yeah. And people tell you like, oh, you should be honest. And not always. <laughs> like for the most nuanced, part, yeah. on the things that are really important, we are. And so yes. again, like that's what we're talking about. We're talking about like even from like little kids lying, how you can kind of curb that behavior and let your children understand the difference between, you know, why they should tell the truth um, and find out why they're lying. Because again, nine times out of 10, it it is not because they're trying to be deceitful. It's not because they're like, whoa, I'm going to be a mastermind and I'm going to have (laughs) And they're not going to be bad people either if they're lying. Because number one reason kids lie is to avoid getting in trouble. Yes, avoid punishment in some way, shape, or form. And it's not like to avoid accountability because I know that's how it's said a lot. Oh, they just don't want to be accountable for their actions. Well, really, that's not the case. It's more about like they don't want to disappoint others. They don't want to like upset their parents sometimes. It comes from a, a kind place often. They they may think a rule is unreasonable or something is unreasonable and doesn't work for them. So they will sneak around and try to do something opposite. Um, so a lot of the complaints like about kids lying often come when they have this kind of authoritarian parenting style, this my way or the highway. Here's what you need to do and when you need to do it. And then in those kind of situations, kids are a lot more likely to push back and then lie about their behavior. You are 100% correct. But I am also going to say in my scenario, my kids, I've I've run into plenty of situations where there has been lying. Yeah. Even though like we don't really have that, you know, my role, my thing in our household, they still occasionally have done it. But because we've had these conversations, it is very rare when it does happen. Oh, yeah. I can catch it like that mm. these days. And honestly, half of the time, my kids will even like come up to me and be like, 
hey, um, I, I may have said that this is what happened, but it kind of was like a little bit more like that. Or what I do love is that my daughter will tell me like right off the bat now about things. And she's she's my more of a risk taker. And that's why I love hearing it from her. She'll be like, because I know you want to know this, I'm going to tell you this, but can we not talk about it right now? And blah, 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 blah. And she'll tell me something that I know most kids would have not told their parents the truth about. Mm-hmm. Um, because she knows that if she's honest right up in the front, like there's not going to be very many consequences. And that's what I want to make sure you guys hear that word. Consequence rather than punishment. Mm -hmm. There is a big difference there. And consequences don't always have to also be doled out by us. Yeah. And when I want to backtrack a little bit about my authoritarian thing. When I say that, it's not every situation that happens in. But it can be a lot more common. It can be a lot more common. And it can also be like circumstance by like situation. Like it's situational dependent. Mm -hmm. I mean, you don't have to be an authoritarian parent to have some authoritarian rules that kids will push back against. True. I mean, even I, I do that too. I'm sure you do that too. Oh, yeah. And... Schedules can't tell me what to do. (laughs) No. (laughs) So when we see kids push back or when we see kids do something and then lie about their behavior, it is just one way that they are engaging us in conversation about some rules we have. (laughs) Right, right. And and so like, and this is where I want to just, again, kind of get you guys to, to hear where we're coming from. A lot of us grew up in a situation or had the parenting advice from our well-meaning older relatives that yeah. are like, hey, if you don't nip this behavior in the bud, if you don't punish your kids, it's going to keep happening. And we're here to tell you that you can have positive results that will also result in a better relationship with your kids. Yeah. And let's just say like when you learn more, you do better. Yes. Like our parents raised us with the knowledge that was there during the time. And since then, there have been advances in neuroscience, there have been advances in behavior science, like all of these studies about how kids best deal and how kids best learn. And so the way that our parents raised us wasn't wrong. It's just that now we have more information. Yes. Yes. And so we are going to share with you a couple of scenarios. We'll kind of like kind of help dive dive deep into a few scenarios that I feel like happen a lot with kids with lying Mm -hmm. and walk you through the process of how to do this, how to help your children learn. Learn. Uh, I don't want to say better skills, but how to help your children deter from this behavior repeatedly. And how to calm yourself down about it. Because I think like, oh my gosh, if my kids lie to me, I feel cheated in a way. I feel like, oh my gosh, they don't trust me. They're not honest with me. My parenting style must suck. I'm the horrible mom. And it goes really down deep very, very fast, which I think mom guilt and shame, that's what happens. Shout out to Clarendon for supporting this episode and providing us with samples. Hey guys, Brie here. And let me tell you, April is a killer time of the year for me because it is crazy allergy season. I swear, everything that is in bloom looks fantastic and beautiful, but it makes it so I can't breathe. I am literally coughing, sneezing, rubbing my nose. I look like Rudolph half of the spring. It's terrible. But luckily for those of us who live with symptoms of allergies like I do, we live Claritin Clear with Claritin D. Designed for serious allergy sufferers, Claritin D has two powerful ingredients in just one pill that relieve your allergy symptoms 
and decongest your nose so you can finally breathe better. This double action combination of prescription strength allergy medicine is the best decongestant available. It relieves sneezing, a runny nose, itchy, watery eyes, itchy nose and throat, and sinus congestion and pressure with ease. I absolutely love it. It is the only allergy medicine that works for me. So if you're ready to live life as if you don't have allergies, it's time to live Claritin clear. Fast and powerful relief is just one quick trip away. Find Claritin D at the pharmacy counter. Ask for Claritin D at your local pharmacy counter. You don't even need a prescription. Go to Claritin.com right now for a discount so you can live Claritin clear. Hey all, it is Joanne and Bree here and we want to tell you about a podcast that you should check out. It's called Understood Explains. This season of the show is hosted by teacher and special education expert Juliana Uturbe and it's all about how to navigate individual education plans, also known as IEPs. And in this latest season of Understood Explains, it covers topics like how to tell if your child needs an IEP and it busts common myths about special education. We actually just listened to the episode, IEPs, Does My Child Need an IEP? And here is what we loved about it. I loved that it was so digestible. Like it was such a short episode and all of the topics, which could be really confusing to parents, were easily explained. And I loved how they gave great concrete examples because you know how much I love me a good example. They explained what kind of services and supports you could actually see on a child's IEP or individual education plan. And they explained those acronyms that nothing drives me more crazy than when there's acronyms and I don't get it. I don't know what it stands for. They took the time to explain everything in so much detail and to cover concerns that a lot of families have about special ed services. To listen to Understood Explains, search for Understood Explains in your podcast app. That's Understood Explains, or just click on the link in our show notes. I think that it's, so again, I 100% with that. Like when your kid lies to you, it is going to strike an emotional chord with you. Oh yeah. It's likely going to bring up feelings of anger, Mm -hmm. betrayal, resentment, guilt, shame. Like all of those suckers are hitting you all at once. Because when someone lies to you, you're like, oh, okay, I wasn't trusted enough to share this information with. I mean, that's the first thing that comes to my mind. And that's not always the case. That's not the reason they're doing it. To me, honesty is a huge thing. And my and my kids know that. So we talk about like rules in the household and you don't, there's only so many rules that you don't break, right? Our number one rule in our household is that you are honest. Like you strive to be honest about things from the get-go as best as you possibly can. So when my kids lie to me, I immediately go to feeling, um, hurt and resentful that they weren't honoring that first rule. Mm-hmm. I, sometimes it has to do a little bit of like, you know, like you, I wasn't trustworthy enough, but nine times out of 10, I'll be honest with you. I go straight to that anger mode. Mm-hmm. And so I have to calm myself down. Yeah. Which is important. Right. Which is the first step. So like, it's okay. It's the first step. It's the first step. So like yeah. thinking back, I remember lying to my parents about things. One in particular was in middle school where I had to get my planner signed by my parents every week. Mm-hmm. It was just part of, there was this class called SIS, which was success in school, which was the stupidest class. And like, <laughs> I thought it was the stupidest class. And it was probably why I started to hate planning and time management because the teacher in there took the, it was seven habits of effective people, which now I see such great good in it. But then as a middle schooler, the way it was portrayed, I don't know. It did not hit Too a chord dry. with maybe too dry it just did not resonate with any of us right if it doesn't if it doesn't relate to you and your situation 
Yeah. It's going to be like, "Mm, yeah, no, not me. So here she was like trying to get us to do these planning things. And as a form of quote unquote accountability, our parents had to sign our planners every week. Um, There was no reason why. Like it was not a good reason. And I would get punished. I'd get a bad grade if my parent didn't sign my planner. And so I started forging my dad's signature on the planners because I just forget. I'd forget. I'd be at school. Like you didn't want to get in trouble. For that. I didn't want to get in trouble. I went and bam, done. Well, then my dad found it. <laughs> Ooh, he found it just randomly one day. I was at a Girl Scout meeting and my binder was open and he just saw oh, it. Oh, dang, saw it. man. Oh, that's cold. Um, Maybe I blocked out what happened after that. I don't remember, but I remember he was angry. <laughs> Yeah. And I remember he didn't he didn't feel trusted. And the reason I did it though, it wasn't anything to do with my father. It wasn't yeah. anything like that. It was more of me trying not to get in trouble at school and managing the situation yeah. the best way I knew how. Yeah. Um which I mean, honestly, looking back, it, it could have been one of the situations where I'm like, "Hey dad, if I forget to sign it, can I just sign it for you?" If my kids came to me with that, I'd be like, "Yeah, of course." Yeah, yeah, exactly. So, yeah. I mean, and again, it comes with kids are trying to problem solve the situation as mm-hmm. best they can. Like when we started this podcast, we're talking about our kids getting older and taking on tasks and everything. And like, that's what they're trying to do. So some of the examples I thought of that I just want to like throw these out there because what we're going to talk about, it's going to work with these scenarios. Mm-hmm. So like you have a kid that is lying about getting their homework done. Mm-hmm. You just like the signing thing like, oh, yeah. yeah, I did my homework. And then you find out later that they didn't do they it. They didn't do it. One way, shape or another, you find out. It could um, be something like, they have a hard time doing homework. Oh yeah, well, I was going to get into that. Oh, like, okay. How we how we dive down into it, but for whatever the reason, they lied about getting their homework done. Right. Mm-hmm. Another one would be, and this is a big one. I feel like I see a lot with like younger kids. They took a snack. Mm. They took something they weren't supposed to from the kitchen, mm-hmm. and um, like maybe they stole an extra piece of candy or whatever. Like they're not supposed to do that. And I'll admit, as a kid, I did that all the time, and there was a reason, and I'll be talking about that. Um, or, and this also happened in my household, um, one of my kids uh, went somewhere with their, their stepsister and they were supposed, they were given the okay to go with their stepsister to go get ice cream. Yeah. And, and they were supposed to be home by a certain time. Right before that time came up, I got a text from my daughter saying like, hey, we just got to the ice cream shop. Um, I'm going to be late getting home. And I'm like, whoa, 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 where did you go? And then it turns out she went to like three other places first. And when she came home, I'm like, hey, you didn't go where you said you were going. Mm -hmm. Now, granted, there are times, too, where kids go somewhere they're not supposed to go and they don't even tell you. But I think that for older kids, this is a scenario you probably have had with your kids. Yeah. And I want to add one more because I heard it recently. um, Sneaking up after bedtime to use screens or devices. Ooh, that is a big one. That is a big one. We had um, a, a new friend who texted me. Because we were supposed to meet up in the park the morning. And she's like, oh, my gosh, I just caught my son. I woke up at 5 a.m. and he was playing Roblox. He had never gone to bed. (gasps) And and I'm like, oh, she's like, I feel like such a bad mom. And I'm like, you are not a bad mom for that. Girl, we have all been there. (laughs) Kids do that. And it's funny because my son talks with this boy on Roblox. And he was like, yeah, I do this all the time. This was the first time I got caught. Oh and my I'm Lord. like, okay, I'm going to text my friend this, but um, it's it's just one of those situations where the lying's happening yeah. and how do we deal with it? 
So like, let's start with all of them, like Mm -hmm. all of those examples. First thing we're going to do is we need to find out the cause, right? Find out the cause. So what are some things? What, why are they engaging in the behavior? And something that we teach in Calm and Happy Parenting is to really drill down and find out the issue. So instead of going right into punishment, it's having a conversation with kids when you're calm. (laughs) Yes, exactly. That is the key. Yeah. When you are not, we talked about the emotions that come up from lying. Yes. Wait till those emotions are calm. Do what you need to, to get yourself feeling centered and not so upset about it. And the whole purpose of the conversation is to figure out their motivation behind it. Like, what are they getting out of the situation? How are they viewing the situation? What are they thinking about the situation? And we go into how to do that in a realistic way. But for this discussion, when you do that conversation, you find out that, oh, they were trying to get this or they have this misconception, like especially about sleep. (laughs) I know, right? I don't need sleep. Like, is it my parents telling me that I need to go to bed or is it that sleep's actually a beneficial thing? Right. And like with the homework, why did they not get the homework done? Why did they not turn it in? Was it because the material was too hard? Mm -hmm. They didn't understand the instructions? Was it because they weren't challenged by the material and thought it was busy work? Oh, that's a big one that happens a lot of times with kids. Or how about like you with the planner? You just forgot about it. I just forgot about it. It wasn't a necessary thing to have done. Like the actual planning of it, I did that. Yeah. I just didn't get it signed. And like, so a lot of these scenarios can be a lot of reasons why your kid doesn't do it. And again, they're not lying to you because they're like, oh, I'm going to be mastermind about this. They're just, they're they're doing it because they think this is a solution. Mm Mm-hmm. This seems like a solution that's not going to upset mom or dad. It's not going to bother them. It's something that I can handle on my own. Mm -hmm. So talking to them when they're, when you're calm and they're calm, helping them work through it, because my goodness, if it's something like they don't understand the material or they didn't understand the directions or that they felt like it was busy work, those are all things that can be addressed and can be fixed. Oh, yeah. So it that totally it doesn't can. continue on. Because really, when it comes down to it, lying is it's just the emotional response that it comes in our, us for the most part. Right. Because it's this lack of trust that comes between us and our kids that I think we get really upset about. Oh, yeah. It, that's the hard part because it, yeah. it's directly at you. Or it's like stuff that kids, they lie about to not get in trouble. And it's really detrimental to them to lie about it, which is why these like little scenarios that come out are great to have that conversation. There is, there's a book I was reading recently about, um, I don't recommend you go get this because I feel it's very judgy and shameful. Uh, I had to actually stop listening to it. I remember you talking about that one. Yeah. (laughs) Because because they said something like, it is up to you as a parent to make sure your teenager is only on your screen for two hours. And I'm like, you have not had a teenager in this generation. Thank you. And I stopped it. But um, something that they brought up in it is um, there was a situation where the kids, teenagers were at a house party. And it was in a wintry state. So I have a very hard time identifying because I don't understand winter. We're in Arizona. I've never seen it. I can relate. <laughs> I've never but seen go it. on. <laughs> and this boy left the house party uh, and he walked home, which was like a quarter of a mile or something, really close to his house. But he was very drunk. Very drunk. Never good couple. And um, he, he missed his way home. And... The parents found him later and he was fine, but he did end up having pretty bad frostbite and losing a few appendages, like a few fingers. So it wasn't like the best scenario in the world, but they talked to him after it. And he said that 
when he saw the cop cars, he saw the cop cars looking for him and he hid. Because he thought thought he'd be in bigger trouble than he was. If you could just come up with a story. Yeah. And and the book decided to say like, oh, what are teenagers thinking? And I'm like, I know exactly what he was thinking. He thought the getting in trouble part and the punishment was going to be worse like than actually like the danger of the situation. He just didn't know the danger of the situation. Exactly. Because they're young and they don't have that experience. They don't have the experience yet. And so... In terms of things like that and lying, it's really good to have these conversations right now where you're establishing yourself as a trusted resource, a resource that they're not going to get mad. You're not going to get mad at them. You're going to help them through the situation and also be like, hey, like I you can come to me. It's okay." Um, And it also really sets the groundwork for the teenage years and to put in those discussions about like situations like that, like drinking and stuff like that. Are you overwhelmed by the things that get in the way of you doing what you want to do? Are you looking for ways to simplify life to better align with your values? Do you want to create space in your schedule so you have room for more of the good stuff? Play, joy, relationships, gratitude, and more? If you answered yes to any of these questions, I invite you to check out Edit Your Life, a podcast to help you edit the unnecessary from your life so you have more room to enjoy the awesome. Through episodes with me, Christine Co., and a range of super smart, compassionate, and thoughtful guests, you'll come away with big picture insights and practical ways to declutter your home, schedule, and mental space without getting bogged down by perfection. I have always believed that small moments and actions matter tremendously. My goal is to help you find agency and space in your life through doable baby steps that will leave you feeling accomplished instead of overwhelmed. Check out Edit Your Life wherever you enjoy your podcasts. Well, hey there, Busy Mama. Are you looking for ways to make your life easier, your home less chaotic, and at the same time, add more joy to your life? My name is Deanna Yates, and I'm the host of Wanna Be Clutter Free, a podcast all about letting go of the stuff we don't need in our lives so that we can focus on what truly matters. Don't worry, I'm not going to tell you to throw it all away or make you feel guilty about keeping something you love, no matter how many other people don't quite understand it. But I will give you practical and more importantly, actionable advice so that you can make progress right away. And you won't just hear it from me. There are amazing guests too. It's like having your bestie in your pocket, telling you it's okay to let go of the things that are not serving you and your family in a totally non-judgmental way. So join me over on the podcast where we can work on progress over perfection for those of us that want to be clutter-free. I 100% agree. But if you're listening to this and you're like, crap, I am screwed. I already have like a teenager. Mm. No, you're not. No, you're not screwed. No, you're not. You can still have this conversation. Yes. It just, I'm going to tell you, when you start doing it, your kid's going to look at you like, what's your angle? Mm-hmm. What's your angle, dude? But you'll get around to it and you'll start making that um, that bond and that trust. I can't tell you your timeline because every kid is different. But I will say like if you're consistent with showing that you're not um, going to go back on your word and um, and cause there to be needless punishment. Now, realize that that phrase I just said, needless mm-hmm. punishment. Um, you will see that your kid will start to be a lot more open with this in a short period of time. I would say like less than a month. But let me kind of also like jump into a couple more of these scenarios because this is a big one that was for me personally. And I feel like a lot of parents have this when your kids are younger. 
sneaking food. Mm. Like maybe like going and getting a cookie from the cookie jar, chocolate chips that they weren't supposed to eat, or you're getting like, you know, something that they weren't supposed to get, right? Um, maybe you guys have a rule, like you have to eat all your dinner, then you can have dessert, or it's only like one cookie a day. I don't know, whatever it is. And chances are you have that rule because you're trying to keep your kids to eat healthy, mm-hmm. right? And my thing about this with kids lying, I did that. And you know why I did that? Because I was hungry. Yeah. I think food is a loaded subject. I really do. I don't think there could be rules around food in the house. Like if it is in the house, I will personally eat it. Like I will do it. I will. No, no. I guess, but I'm thinking back to like when our kids were little, like both of us, when our kids were younger, because again, I have teenagers now, but when they were like three, four, five, yeah, we had rules that like you weren't supposed to go into the cabinet and just get willy nilly whatever you wanted out. Mm -hmm. You had to ask. And if I told you, no, you can't have a cookie right now because we're eating dinner in 30 minutes, Mm -hmm. would it make my kid cry? Yeah. Would they probably sometimes try to get around me and get stuff out of the pantry? Yeah, they probably did. Or actually, I'm sure they did. But there's also, you gave the explanation being like, we're having dinner. I want you to, like I give this to my, I just had this conversation actually. I want you to fill up on healthy things. And so my son to that got a fruit, got a grape, got a grape out. He's like, there you go. Filled up on healthy things. Can I have that now? And I'm like, nice try. Oh, please. (laughs) I used to try to convince my parents that ice cream was healthy because it was made from milk. Oh, yeah. (laughs) I was like, it has milk. Yeah, but the food food situation is so loaded. So a lot of times when it's something like that, just I'm just saying, take a second when you're not mad, step back, ask your kid why they felt like they needed to go and get, Mm -hmm. why they had to break that rule and get what they weren't supposed to eat chances are good it has something to do with hunger hunger or craving and if that's it you can have that conversation with them you can be like okay this is why I don't want you to eat a whole lot of cookies because I don't feel like it's very healthy for you and I don't want you to get a tummy ache or then you won't eat the food that your body needs and then you'll get a headache later or whatever Mm -hmm. the reasoning is if you continuously have that conversation with them and they're not getting yelled at for it they are going to come around to going oh okay yeah this is better for me to to try to eat the food that mom and dad I go it as I go a step further because if you see it's a continual problem uh-huh. I would remove the cookies I okay. would just take them out because maybe maybe that's where you need to go it's I still too much of a it's too much of a temptation like I I think of this like I have a very very ugh, it's a hard relationship with food because there's like cravings you have with food especially if you're not getting um what your body needs like mm-hmm. your body craves stuff and your body craves sugar most of all yeah um so if that is happening all the time you can remove it for your kids and it won't happen like my daughter's asked me to do that for potato chips she's like don't buy them mom I eat all of them I think in some situations for some families yeah that's Mm -hmm. a great solution because again these are all solutions that are collaborative you're not doing them as a result of punishment for what the behavior was it's a let's talk about how to problem solve this and if that's the solution that your kids throw out there or that you throw out there and everybody thinks this might not be the worst idea ever Mm -hmm. let's try it because that's the other thing too about solutions. Nothing is set in stone. Yeah. Well, it just shows you that like the reason if your kids are taking cookies, there's not one reason. There's not the reason that, oh my gosh, they're disobeying and they're eating unhealthy. Right. There's a lot that goes into it. They are not criminal masterminds, people. No, but it's like, there's a a lot that goes into it. It's not a simple thing. It's not a simple, like, I can just say no to the cookie because I mean, why does the diet industry exist? Can everybody just say no to the cookie? No, no one can. No one can say no to the cookie. Um, Very good point. That's a very good point. Because I don't get mad at my kids when they can't do what I can't. They can't. So yeah, it's a very complicated situation when it comes to food. And if kids are 
sneaking sweets, it's usually not because they're willfully disobeying. It's they can't say no to the sweets, just like the rest of human society. Right? Exactly. So like, okay, so I love that. So I'm going to, because we're running short on time now, I'm going to run into that last one. So your kids say they're going to go do something and Mm -hmm. they do something else and you find out later. Like they don't tell you at the fact, maybe you find out because somebody told you. Maybe your child was silly enough to post evidence on social media. Maybe they like forgot they're being tracked on their phone (laughs) because they shared with their friends all of their locations on Life360. Right. Whatever it is, they did not meet that expectation. So I've had this happen a few times in my household. Um specifically with one of my kiddos. And so so that's my first example to you guys. Nothing is going to ever stop a behavior 100%, all right? But it is significantly low. And I can tell you, like I just said, with this one child I've had the issue with, that kid now is way more open with me and will tell me stuff because they know that being honest is way easier and has way less consequences than when they're not being honest. Mm-hmm. So again, Kid, uh, the example I gave you earlier, uh, one of my kiddos went out with their stepsister, went, and the stepsister was in college, so that wasn't an issue. But they went places they weren't supposed to. And when the kid got back, the kid thought that I was mad that they were late. And I'm like, it's not, well, first of all, it is a school night and you are now home past your bedtime. But that's not what this is about. This is about, you told me you're going to X, you went to Y and three other letters too, I don't know. And you didn't tell me you were going to these places. And they're like, well, I don't see why that mattered. I'm like, because I trusted you to go to this one location and come back home on a school night. I wouldn't have said yes if it was going to be this errand run for six places. Not because I don't want you hanging out. I just would have been like, hey, you guys need to start this earlier. Maybe do it tomorrow instead. So anyways, having that conversation, I think, is super helpful. Explaining to your child where your perspective comes from. Because again, their default is going to be avoiding punishment. Yeah. They're, they're not going to think about the deeper reason about why you're maybe upset. And so then in that scenario, what happened with us is I had to tell my child, listen, you're not going to get punished for this, but you do have a consequence now. And that consequence is now I don't, I don't trust you the way I did. So now the next time you ask me to go out somewhere, I might not be so quick to say yes I might be questioning where you're at because I yeah, might have you check in more. You don't have the confidence that they are where they say they are. Exactly. And, like that's important because if anything, like you needed to get a hold of them, you need to know where they are. Right. Because she's 13. Right. Exactly. <laughs> and, it, and so it just, it comes back to the whole like letting them know, okay, so what that result, the consequence of that now is that my trust is broken in you. And that might mean I'm not going to give you the same privileges you had before. That's not a punishment. Mm-hmm. That's a natural consequence of my trust being broken. Mm-hmm. And then you do have to go that extra step though with your kid. You can't just leave it there. You have to actually let them know like, okay, how do I build back that trust? Yeah. And you guys have to have that conversation. It's right back to the problem solving like we just had about the cookies. It's the problem solving. Yeah. It's, yeah. it's engaging. So look at lying as an invitation to a conversation instead of a character defect or something that's exactly. really going wrong in your parenting. Uh, because there's so many different issues that can be at play. And it's just one of those like, it's like a ding, ding, ding. Hey, there's something that we can teach here. Yep, exactly. And that's all just reframe lying and then. Yeah, so send us an email if you heard this episode and you tried it. Let us know how what your results were, how it worked with your kids. What do you think about this? Do you think that this is an effective 
uh, method that you're going to try the next time your kids are lying. Yeah. And share, share, share this episode. We want to grow the No Guilt Mom podcast. We want to reach more parents and tell them it is okay and that there should be no more mom guilt or shame when it comes to parenting. So please share with everyone you know. We would love you for it. Tell us when you share too. We might have a sticker for you. We're not above bribing with stickers. I I will give out stickers left and right. You'll have to email us though with your address. Yes. yes, yes that we will, will be need tricky. your address. So email us at hello at noguiltmom.com. So until next time, remember the best mom's a happy mom. Take care of you and we will see you later. Thanks for stopping by. I'm Margaret. And I'm Amy. And together we host the podcast, What Fresh Hell? Laughing in the Face of Motherhood. Margaret, I would say you're sort of a where are my keys kind of mom. Correct. Sometimes a where are my kids kind of mom. (laughs) Well, you're, Amy, more of a we were supposed to leave 35 seconds ago, mom. I mean, touche. In each episode of What Fresh Hell, we come at a topic from our usually completely opposite perspectives. I bring the research. And I bring kind of the gimlet eye. Like, is that research really going to work, people? And almost 10 million downloads later, we're still laughing. We also talk to experts in the parenting field, plus parents with stories we can all learn from. We make each other laugh, we challenge each other's assumptions, and we have what we think is the best parenting community on the internet. Check out What Fresh Hell? Laughing in the Face of Motherhood wherever you listen to podcasts.